Fleeing crime-soaked Oakland. Crime-soaked Oakland. That is, that's a description right there. The great exodus has begun. Has it begun? Well, we're going to talk about it. Let's get into it. Here we go. I've been reading and I've been talking more and more about Oakland. Remember when it used to be all the crazy news stories came out of Florida? They still kind of do. But if you're looking, you know, towards more criminal activity, Oakland by far is, oh, it's leading the pack. I mean, you've got some just wild stories coming out of Oakland. It's like, what? They're doing what? Good Lord. Yeah. And their residents are basically saying the same thing, right? These are folks that are pretty hardened to some of the stuff going on. Well, Oakland, once a beacon of diversity and vibrancy, when was that? I know it's always been a beacon of diversity, but vibrancy, when was that? Because the Oakland I've ever kind of been through is like, oh, good Lord, what do we got going on here? It now finds itself transformed into a war zone of crime, leaving its residents gripped by fear and uncertainty as families grapple with the decision to leave. That's if they can. I mean, a lot of people don't, a lot of people are kind of stuck in the environment they are. They, they've, they've got a job, they've got family, they've got family commitments, they've got a business, they've got whatever. I mean, if you can leave, yeah, I mean, makes sense. But a lot of people don't want to leave, right? So that's grappling. That's a good word. A startling statistic casts a stark shadow. Make sure you guys can read. Yep, you guys can read that. Oakland's crime rate has surged past that of 98.8% of American cities. All right? You got 1.2% of American cities that are worse than Oakland. Which ones are those? I need to know. But let's just focus on the 98.8 because that is damn near 100%, right? I mean, uh, uh, roughly. I'm no mathematician. But roughly, that is close to 100%. This surge in violence has ignited a crisis that demands immediate attention and action. Yeah, it does. It does. But you know what I would say is that this took a long time to get to this position. It's going to take a long time to work your way out. Because you've got, you voted in politicians who are like, all right, yeah, okay, let's go this direction. You voted in district attorneys. You voted in all kinds of you know, nonsensical entities into your community. Now you're living with it. Now you're dealing with it. And yeah, that sucks. But, you know, you also got to remember, this didn't happen overnight. It's been happening for a long time. But right now you've got, you've got some overwhelming stories coming through the pipeline. We'll get to them. A recent CNN, I'll get to them right now. A recent CNN article sheds additional light on the alarming reality that is enveloped Oakland. The city's crime statistics reveal a shocking 41% surge in burglaries and a disturbing increase of over 20% in robberies. It's according to data from the police department. Now, how many crime statistics are simply not being reported? Whenever I read these, I double or triple them because vast majority of criminal activity, I think, across the country is not being reported with the exception of auto theft and shootings. Auto theft, because people still need a car, right? And uh, this is per a man in blue. People still need a car, and shootings are still shocking enough where people report them. That's kind of boots on the ground, 
how you know it's been explained to me and that's that seems pretty reasonable to me these figures go beyond abstract numbers encapsulating the shattered sense of security and groaning growing vulnerability felt throughout every neighborhood i don't think that oakland has had a sense of security for a long 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 time right i just don't it's always been even back when the raiders were really big it was like oh yeah oakland mhm okay well i mean be careful right i mean just be careful because it was always you know stuff was going on the upswing in crime has forced some Oakland residents, including Kristen Cook, to flee to other states, as you do, as you do. My office manager and I were talking about how she's recognizing that a lot of people are moving out of Washington State, and they are, and we didn't get into the politics of it, but I'm like, yeah, and I grabbed, uh, you know, our coffee cup that says, Make America Florida. And it's like, well, you know, this is where a lot of people are going there. Make America, Florida. Speaking of coffee cups, how about this one that says socialism works for those who don't? Yeah, and, yeah. How about that? At the end, you'll be able to see it. Socialism works for those who don't. I mean, it, that, that's pretty good. I, I think that's funny. You can buy that somewhere on the site here. I don't know. There's probably a link. So the upswing in crime has forced some Oakland residents, yep, uh, Kristen Cook, to flee to other states. Cook watched with tears in her eyes as a moving pod packed with all her family's belongings was loaded onto a flatbed truck. That's for, that's for folks who can afford to move out. You know what I mean? So many people are just stuck where they are. Just stuck. And that's, that has got to be just a horrible feeling. Although she's lived in Oakland her whole life, Cook said she's now moving to Texas with her son. One of the things that always sticks with me is, all right, so then you got a bunch of people who voted in all of the policies that you've got in California and in Oakland. They're now moving to like Texas. They're moving to Florida. They're moving to Idaho because they recognize what those states have to offer, which is law and order. Yeah. You know, simple as that, right? Oh, hey, well, I want to, I want to raise my child in an environment that's a little bit safer. All right. Let's go to a Republican-run city. Nobody ever says, hey, let's move to Oakland. This is going to be good. I mean, it's you know way safer there than, um, let's see, 1.2% of cities in the U.S. <laughs> Talk about the dredges of, of, of cities with safety issues. So I love Oakland. I can't take it anymore, she said. I got to the point I was too scared to leave my house. I read that a lot. I read that a lot. I read that a lot about people in certain neighborhoods in Seattle where they're too scared to leave their house. They don't want to leave their house. Ballard has become one of those communities. If you're within walking distance of the drug addicted homeless uh, creatures, you know, at nighttime when they're out, just whacked out of their minds, you don't really want to be out just taking a stroll with your loved one hands in hands, right? You just, that's, that's not where you want to be. So people are scared to leave their houses because of the craziness going on out there. Amidst this backdrop of crime and apprehension, community activists led by the local NAACP are rallying for action. All right. In a letter released in late July, NAACP Oakland branch president Cynthia Adams and Oakland pastor Bishop Bob Jackson demanded action from elected leaders 
to ensure public safety, especially in predominantly black neighborhoods. So the NAACP is saying, hey, what are you guys doing about this? Now, we just got through a whole defund the police and all cops are bastards, ACAB, 1312. We went through that whole period with the George Floyd thing, right? And one of the things that I said very early on that was not rocket science, it's so apparent that even a podcaster from Seattle that's most of his entire career has been based on real estate could figure out was that if you defund the police, if you crap on policing as a profession, it's going to impact those in the community that can least afford to be impacted, right? And it's going to impact the BIPOC community incredibly, right? And it has to the point where the NAACP is saying, uh, yeah, here's what they're saying. We are in crisis and elected leaders must declare a state of emergency and bring resources together from the city, the county, and the state to end the crisis. We are 500 police officers short of the number that experts say Oakland needs. Well, welcome to the club, Oakland. You got the same thing in Seattle. You got the same thing in Portland. You got the same thing in a lot of other cities that went down the road of, well, you know, defunding the police. Let's just take 50% of the police budget and we'll give it to some social workers and we'll see how that works out. I mean, yeah, this should be great. We're reimagining and rethinking public safety. Well, now even the NAACP is saying we need to reimagine and rethink public safety because this ain't working. So there are 500 police officers short of the number that experts say Oakland needs. I believe that's FBI numbers, right? That's usually what that's based on. Our 911 system does not work. Okay, that's not good. That is, hello, this is 911. <laughs> How can I help you? And that's if you get the call, right? Residents now know that, that help will not come when danger confronts them. Hmm. Yeah. Worse, criminals know that too. So it's full on, right? It's full on. And especially in Oakland. I mean, some of the stuff I read out of Oakland is just, you know, mind blowing. And it's, it's sad. I mean, innocent people are being taken down, but it's also innocent people that have allowed this to happen with the policies in place. And, you know, don't let the police chase people, district attorneys that are soft on crime, prosecutors that are like, ah, it's the police fault because they don't get us enough information. We, we can't prosecute this. And then you got convicted felons with 48, you know, straight felony convictions doing no time. You know, the soft on crime stance, there's got to be repercussions for actions, got to be consequences for actions. We don't have that right now. Oakland does not have that. And that's why these criminals are emboldened to just do whatever the F they want. And they're literally doing the F that they want. I don't care. I don't care. It's going to come out and rob you blind. And it's happening. Sadly, police have started advising residents to use air horns to alert neighbors to intruders and to add security bars to their doors and windows. Can you blame people for fleeing Oakland? No, you can't. I covered the air horns yesterday. The Oakland Police Department is telling their residents, get yourself an air horn because we're going to be nowhere close. We're, we're dealing, you know, you got a break on going in. We got something worse that we're dealing with. We're 500 shy of, you know, adequate safety numbers. You're on your own. Best of luck to you. Hey, by the way, go to Home Depot and get an effing air horn. 
And if you don't know what an air horn is, it's like uh, the, the little, they're portable, they're little, it's got a can, it's got a little horn on the front. And at the top, you hit a button and it goes, they are incredibly, they're like ear splittingly loud. And they're so shocking that I think people are, yeah, they're going to be afraid, but you know, if you got a big bag of stuff, you're probably going to go, God, that was a loud sound. You're going to pick up the bag and run off, right? That's hopefully the goal. But literally, this is the, this is the standard of public safety in Oakland. Your local police officers are recommending you get an air horn because you're on your own. You're on your own. You're, that's what you got between you and the bad guys, an air horn. All right. So is it a wonder people are fleeing? Absolutely not. One undeniable truth emerges. Law-abiding residents wrestle with the mounting onslaught of crime in their neighborhoods as elected officials find themselves at a critical juncture where the destiny of Oakland's public safety hangs in the balance. So, I mean, this, this is not shocking by any means, right? This is not shocking at all. So let's take a quick look at that letter from, from, uh, the NWACP, the Oakland chapter. So here's, here, I just want to read a couple of, this is from, uh, legit straight up president of the Oakland branch of the NWACP and Bishop Bobby Jackson from senior uh, pastor, acts of full gospel church. Oakland residents are sick and tired of our intolerable public safety crisis that overwhelmingly impacts minority communities. Murders, shootings, violent armed robberies, home invasions, car break-ins, sideshows, and highway shootouts have become a pervasive fixture of life in Oakland, and we're watching it all on YouTube. That's real life, folks. That's not Grand Theft Auto, the game, right? It's real life. We call on elected leaders to unite and declare a state of emergency and bring together massive resources to address our public safety crisis. Remember that whole defund the police thing? Yeah. Hmm. I wonder if that has anything to do with this. I don't know. I'll have to get back to you, right? African-Americans are disproportionately hit the hardest by crime in East Oakland and other parts of the city. But residents from all parts of the city report that they do not feel safe. I, I wouldn't either. Women are targeted by young mobs and viciously beaten and robbed in downtown and uptown neighborhoods. Remember, a pastor and a woman from the NWACP are writing this. This is not some racist, you know, whatever, whatever that you're claiming is from the far, far right. No, the, these are these are people from the community. Asians are assaulted in Chinatown. Street vendors are robbed in Fruitvale. News crews have their cameras stolen while they report on crime. I've done podcasts on uh, street vendors in, in, in Fruitvale. Was that the ice cream, the 80-year-old ice cream worker guy? Maybe it was. PG&E workers are robbed and now require private security when they are out working. That's another podcast that you'll find. Maybe it's already released on this channel. But 24-7, Pacific Gas and electri Electricity, the major utilities provider in California, have off-duty police officers because their workers have had their equipment stolen, their cell phones stolen, and their wallets stolen. Anything of personal property that's worth of value stolen from them 
while they are working on, you know, electricity and gas, the basic utilities that a city needs to survive. Otherwise, you devolve into a third world country, which is kind of what we're describing, right? That is what this these pastors are describing. And we go into failed leadership, including the movement to defund the police. Uh-oh, we are calling a spade a spade here. Remember, this is the NAACP. Calls to the movement to defund the police are district attorneys' unwillingness to charge and prosecute people who murder and commit life-threatening serious crimes, and the proliferation of anti-police rhetoric have created a heyday for Oakland criminals. Ah, weird. Did, did anybody predict this? Did anybody predict this when this was a thing? Remember for that split second where defund the police was just a big thing and everybody was talking about it? You'd see defund the police signs everywhere. Hmm. Did anybody? Oh, yeah. We talked about it here on this podcast a lot. Hey, this is what's going to happen. Here you are. Here's your sign, right? If there are no consequences for committing crimes in Oakland, crime will continue to soar. Unfortunately, Oakland, I think that's what you got coming your way because uh, get more cops up in there. No, no can do. I mean, when you are one of the most dangerous cities in the United States, um, people are not clamoring to become a police officer in your city. They're going to go somewhere else that's easier, that they pay more, that you got less of a chance of, you know, having your life ended. So what are you going to do? Yeah, you're going to have the NAACP and a pastor getting pretty worked up because they're, you know, the, they're, their church members and members of the NAACP are being accosted on the streets of, of Oakland day in and day out. So now they want to know what leadership is going to do. Got to remember this didn't happen overnight and working your way back towards something better isn't going to happen overnight either. You're going to have to start by making those right votes. And I don't see that happening in a city like Oakland. You know, we're watching that unfold in Chicago. You had the chance to get a mayor in there who's a little bit tougher on public safety. Nah, nah. They, they, they go with the knucklehead that the teachers union brought in. You know, that, that right there tells you where it's at. You've got the guy with the backing of public safety and he's got the endorsement of the police in, in, Chicago? No, we don't want to go with him because things are going swimmingly in Chicago. Let's go with the guy who's progressive. That he's really, you know, progress. A lot of this stuff here, progressive values, this is what comes of that. Right? These are the bright byproducts. Not all of it, but these are the byproducts when it comes to public safety. And that's what I focus on a lot because I'm a I'm a real estate guy. Okay. If you don't have enough police presence, this neighborhood becomes a free-for-all, and then people don't want to buy and sell in there. And if they do, it's going to take a massive discount to get that bad boy sold. So it's pretty simple stuff. It's pretty cut and dried. It's not based on, well, this politician said this, and this politician said this. The dollars speak, right? It's not that hard to figure out. If you're in a locale that's high crime versus an area that's not, People pay a big premium for being safe because they don't want to have, you know, something bad happen to some one of their family members. They want to feel safe in their community. They want to feel like they're part of a community that can, you know, be a community 
in Oakland, it's just a hunker down and try and not get killed, mugged, raped, or whatever, right? I mean, that's literally, it's a free-for-all along those lines. We haven't even touched on like the, the sideshows, you know, the cars just you know, doing crazy stuff, or you'll see big gangs of, you know, crazy people on motorcycles just going down the street. And you're like, huh, that's weird. Where are the police? Doesn't it feel like, where are the police? Even in my town here in Bellevue, if I see a cop car now, I'm like, hey, they're, they're officer friendly. There he is. It's just, you know, you used to see him on the side of the road pulling people over. We're not doing that anymore. I mean, very rarely, state state trooper on the highway, I don't see many of those either. Maybe I'm just, you know, looking too hard, but it feels like things have definitely changed and not necessarily for the better. I'm not a fan of being pulled over, but if I'm being pulled over, it's probably because I did something wrong and, you know, probably guilty. Yeah, you, you can try and talk your way out of it at uh, with the with the court, with the judge, but or with the magistrate or whatever it might be. But odds are, you probably did something wrong. You know, you hear guys, oh, I got charged with this. Did you do it? Well, I mean, yeah, kind of. But, you know, they, they shouldn't have given me this, this many years. And you're like, no, no, you got within the sentencing guidelines. This is on you. The criminal activity you've got going on in Oakland, this didn't pop up out of nowhere, right? Didn't pop up out of nowhere. It's been ongoing for years and years and years. But now it's kind of come to a head because we've literally, this didn't happen just in Oakland either. It happened in a lot of West Coast cities and some Midwest cities and some East Coast cities. You got this proliferation of crime. So in the communities that already had a high level, yeah, this is what you're getting. So if you can move out, that's what people are looking at doing. So for those that can't afford it or, you know, they're just, they're, they're so ingrained in the neighborhood, it's going to be a long haul. I mean, there's no way around it because the levels of criminal activity, you're not going to slow down overnight. And you're especially not going to slow down in a community where you've already got shy numbers of police officers. And that is so many West Coast cities just shy, just don't have enough. I'll be reading a letter that a police officer from Seattle here recently wrote, and it is a rather scathing letter aimed directly at Chief Diaz, the current chief of police in Seattle. And she had some, she was a 23-year veteran, I'm going off memory here. She had some very interesting things to say. You know, a lot of this has to do with woke, being woke and, you know, trying to conform to this far leftist set of standards. Well, this is what you get. This is where that ends up right here. This podcast, you got the NAACP and a pastor going, Hey, we need some help over here. We need a, we need you to declare a state of emergency. Nothing else will you know, is going to work because you need some federal funding in there to, you know, to, to do whatever. I don't know what they can do to kind of quell some of this, but it doesn't look good. All right. That's it for me on this one. I wish I had better things to say about Oakland, but right now it is literally the poster child for criminal storylines that um, are just wildly out of control. So make sure you hit that subscribe button, that notification bell, leave a comment, hit the like button, all that good stuff. Because there's more to come. Thanks again for being here for News for Reasonable People. I'll see you on the next one. Bye for now.